every five minutes he's just like you know sometimes i just want to do some coke with my wife you know <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> i love it dude. yeah and he like yeah. well, he just kept saying like yeah. he's like so obviously like a libertarian psyop like every single mm-hmm. the way that he frames it is like it's great for work-life balance. And it's like, well, no shit. Heroin's going to make work better. You know, that's not what's really up for debate here. But like, he seems totally lost to the fact that him using heroin as a tenured professor at an Ivy is different than um, some working schmo uh, yeah. making 30 grand a year getting hooked on opiates yeah, yeah. oh like construction's yeah. crazy dude like um like i mean construction and when you'll just be doing like 10 to 12 hour shifts you'll you'll just see a guy like digging with like an excavator with sunglasses on at two in the morning and you're like yeah. well yeah that, that's probably not yeah. good yeah and the guys the guy's just like yeah i'm loving it man it's great it's like come yeah. on carl hart why don't you go run some heavy machinery <laughs> carl yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I really think his goal I mean, I would not be surprised. I'm like so fucking psyoped at this point. Like I just see conspiracies everywhere. And it seems kind of like, (laughs) of course. And it seems like he'd be very useful. Um, I think his ultimate goal is to give Big Pharma cover to frame drug Uh addiction back as a personal, as an issue of personal failure and not as an issue of systemic rot. Cause they're like, here's this, yeah. here's this charming dude that's like killing it, you know. But it's, but even he, you could tell he, he's coming to it. He's like, what's this heroin, you know? And he's like, he's going through the same thing everyone else. Like he hasn't finished uh, the experiment yet. That's yeah, the other yeah. thing. I, that's, <laughs> that's the other thing saying, I don't dude. like. If you trust science, right? Wait till that conclusion of the experiment. Like, you yeah, haven't, we haven't obviously. gotten there yet. Yeah. So like, he's like I've been doing this two and a half years, going great, you know. Yeah. It's getting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I think and, we and, said and, on yeah. System of Systems that he's gonna go on like a book tour and run out of junk. And then yeah. just gets sick, and he's gonna be like, "Oh shit! Yeah. I guess yeah. I guess this is more of a problem than yeah. I thought." It Carl was. Carl Hart stole my car radio the other day. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Oh, you love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint. Job on a whip, who you with? Well, okay, let's introduce you. Um, we have Adam Lear here. You were here with Ben last time, just solo this time, but System of Systems. Um, since then, you started a Substack, correct? Yeah, Safety Propaganda. Hell yeah. What's the meaning uh, behind a, that name, too? I was wondering. Um, uh, it's from a piece of text from J.G. Ballard's Crash. Uh, Ballard's probably one of my bigger literary influences. J.G. Ballard. But okay. yeah, and then um, and Cronenberg made Crash into a movie right. in '96. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the line "safety propaganda" stuck with me during uh, COVID era, especially just because of the idea that um, like lockdown restrictions and all these things. It's like. Yeah. Uh, easier to sell people propaganda under the guises of them of them keeping safe. It's no different than like how 9-11 was used to initiate uh, the Patriot Act. I mean, it's yeah. all I mean, like massive changes in political economy and infringements upon civil liberties are always kind of sold under the guise that they'll make you safer somehow. And since people are just like and liberals too are just like in a permanent state of cucked cowardice Mm. that they just kind of eat that shit hook, line and center. So the line I was kind of, I had like 12 different titles that I wanted to use. And then that was the one that people kept telling me was like the one that I should go with. And I guess I agreed, Mm. but the, the project itself is basically uh, I'm going to eventually turn it into a, a, magazine like grow it into like a biannual kind of magazine but i wanted to just like have a space where i could 
because I'm at the point now where I have like a pretty sizable audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know I'm smarter than most of the people who I was working with as an, uh, <laughs> as editors and that people kind of go to me for a specific thing. Yeah. And I wanted to like create a space where I could publish people that I thought were saying interesting right. things and yeah, probably yeah. couldn't get their stuff published elsewhere. And I'm forgetting the guy's name, but when you, cause I'm still new to the Substack model, but the vaccination article, the vaccine skepticism, um that that you degree published. studies first off i thought it was you i was like i was like whoa yeah, okay, i always think it's, yeah i was like oh hell yeah i'm like and then uh <laughs> and then but then um i did I, I i it was degree studies that's correct and uh, uh that's another guy i think we're gonna have on the show pretty soon i believe yeah uh, he's, he's sharp yeah really good really good article so you're doing everything on there it doesn't like because i i thought it was just going to be like an art um substack but then you know you're talking about Fauci in there. You're talking about uh, <laughs> lockdowns, talking about other stuff, stuff that to me, who I'm not an art guy um, at all, but it's that's something that could usher me into that side of the world perf perfectly because you got you totally you tie it into everything else. It's not just look how much art I know, you know, look, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you well, and or go ahead. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, same thing. I'm like, you know, I'm into music and stuff. I've never been like a crazy visual art guy you know i guess i'm getting more into it. i'm trying to get more into it but i knew that you know going to like university you know you know and seeing like the stuff you talk about about the art world and about these cult these cultures that we live in how they're just all total bullshit and like a facade <laughs> for so i mean seeing like a visual artist like talk about that shit rather than being in it and entrenched in it i was like oh this guy's got something to say you know that's kind of what clued me into you know, because there's so few people critiquing it from the inside and it's so totally. obvious, you know? Yeah. And it, I don't know, just that whole matrix of like, you know, the art world and like neolib universities and, you know, the whole thing all conglommed together, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is, is like, like for a long time, uh, both as an artist and then later as a writer, I was just kind of trying to have a career, like going along to get along. Yeah. And sort of like biting my tongue. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I still ended up getting fucked. And, you <laughs> yeah, know, you can, yeah. and so so at that point, it just became so obvious that to like take half measures and only say half of what you think is so fucking pointless because you still end up walking on eggshells. Right. And since I've like, uh, I guess it's been like the last year and a half that I've had this sort of uh, built this whatever this thing of mine and so many people that I know in the art world that I know are smart and that I know like hate the shit that they're surrounded by yeah I just wanted to like give them uh, a mechanism from which they could actually say it and yeah. now it's like like I said this to my friend yesterday I was at a my uh, my, my pals on a gallery in Brooklyn and they're all on a pretty similar wavelength as me, but to varying degrees. And I was talking to my friend Raph about it. And he was just like um, telling me that he had heard these like bigger industry people um, out at a dinner one night talking shit about me, calling me like a reactionary or whatever. But he said he could tell from their tone that he knew on some level that the content that I was putting out there was the best content coming out like go. period yeah. and the shit that people are talking about the most. So even the people that are like my sort of natural enemies have kind of started paying attention right. and have had to give up respect to like, I have like 60 year old shit libs like Walter Robinson, like old art critics who no one cares about anymore, but still have lots of clout, like trolling right. me on my Instagram and Twitter account because <laughs> they, they just know it's like there's a there's a there's like a shift happening. Yeah, and right. there's like all these like, I don't know if you guys read the interview with my pal, the painter Alexander Hard. A um, little bit. Yeah, I, I read it on the email uh, part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like one of the fucking most based artist interviews like I've ever read in my life. Like he's, he, I, I couldn't believe how forthright he was 
in answering those statements. And it's like, mm -hmm. the more that shit happens, all of a sudden the discourse becomes kind of more heated again. Mm -hmm. And I hope things will start to get more interesting again. I, I hope so too. Um, and that's weird. I know I, I said what the format would be, but let's, let's get into the Substack stuff. Cause originally you came on here to talk about, <laughs> to talk about some Substack stuff. Then we have some whole other stuff to talk about that just came up today. But, um, yeah, what, you know, what's weird about the Substack model. I, first off, I love it. Um, I love it. A couple of my buddies, I, I'm kind of in the sports world on, on, uh, Twitter for football. And a lot of these guys are writing for like really archaic, ancient blogs. Their <laughs> numbers are capped. Like it's the same people that are going to wa watch it as, five years ago, nothing more, no growth. And they're kind of censored and they're only making just a little bit per article. But I have some guys who analyze film, football film. And they're, I just told them, I'm like, start a subset. And it's because of like, when I saw you, I'm like, just start one, see what happens. You know what I mean? Yep. And that, now they're in love with it. You know what I mean? It's, it's truly right. good. Now, the downside of this is when you look at Glenn Greenwald's timeline, <laughs> when you look at Glenn Greenwald's timeline, and we're, we're Greenwald stands, Adam. I think you like Glenn Greenwald, too. I, of uh, course. Yeah, yeah. And he like I just saw that someone the other day. I don't remember the uh, the journalist that said it, but they were like, and this blogger, Glenn Greenwald, he became a blogger <laughs> now. Oh, you know, That's OK. So obvious psyop. Yes. Not, not only that, like this was it's crazy. Like, yeah, they called him a blogger. But the and he's just so good because he I mean, he is too online. Like, aren't we all, you know, <laughs> but like he. But he does just own the fuck out of people. It's so funny because, yeah, he was was it the Guardian, right? Or Huff, I think it was the Guardian. Because mm -hmm. Glenn Greenwald technically won his Pulitzer Prize with the Guardian for the Snowden story, I think. Right? Yeah, and yeah. So this guy in the Guardian, who like hasn't done shit, is calling him like an ineffective blogger, calling the guy that that <laughs> won that he won their only Pulitzer Prize in two hundred <laughs> years. They've been going for two hundred years, and he comes along helps them win a Pulitzer Prize with one of the biggest stories of the of this century, right? And then they're calling him a blogger, like, you know, a couple years later, yeah. right? Or however many, you know, it's Dude. bullshit. And it's so, they're so, yeah. they're, they're the most, like, scared class of PMCs, I feel. You know, they're the, they're the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing. These modern journalists are so, they're... Well, think of how ashamed yeah. they must be to, like, work at the fucking, like, <laughs> they can call him a blogger all he wants. The yeah. fact remains that the last remaining... And I'm not a journalist per se. I'm more like a surrealist journalist mm -hmm. if, if it was anything. <laughs> but but I mean, like Michael Tracy, Greenwald. Um, I mean, there's only like a few like actual journalists left. What do you think about what do you think about Lee Fang? What do you think about Lee Fang while we're on that topic? Lee Fang is dope. I mean, he has like I probably disagree with him on a couple things, mm -hmm. but he gets it. But you know, yeah. he's like um, people like Lee and Greenwald and Tracy, these kind of like 90s-ish Gen X left liberals that mm -hmm. are like, like those are sort of bourgeois, like those are um, like, like noble bourgeois. Like right, right, right. they can be counted on to defend and protect the rights that, you know, the bourgeoisies of, uh, the late 19th century actually did die for. Like mm. we 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 hate our er, like our bourgeoisie now because they're terrible. But the fact remains that the French Revolution was fought by aristocrats mm -hmm. who bled and died for the right to be able to to speech to assemble. So it's not like, um, but and that's why you have people now like Greenwald and and Lee Fang and these types they sort of they're not like pushing for like like i don't think these guys are really advocating for a push towards socialism in any meaningful right. way but you can't have that struggle unless you have these sort of bedrock defenders of the principles that have already been won which is wow. why like they are so much easier like we can read their stuff and it makes so much more sense and it's so much more refreshing than like 95% of the people who have like anarchist, socialist, feminista, Marxista <laughs> in their fucking profiles who are almost unanimously like just libs, you know, just yes, reactionary yeah. libs. You know, yeah. it's good to have people like that. Like Glenn, Glenn Greenwald sees things very clearly. He yeah. understands how propaganda works and he's been prob probably 
better than any journalist in in helping us understand how these mechanisms function. Yeah, and seeing fascism. Like I, I'm saying, like none. Of, how many American journalists have seen fascism? And I only want you to answer this because there are some people that would be like, "Well, somebody, you know, the Trump and the QAnon and all that." It's like, no, no, no. That guy has seen fascism. So when I see yeah. these people freaking out, and some of these people, it's still like some of these big account, like leftoid accounts. When I first came to like the left part of Twitter, to because of Bernie, I'm like, okay, I, I want Bernie to win. You want Bernie to win? This should be cool. And <laughs> some of these people are in there, and they're like trying to own Greenwald who's like arguing with a shit lib that they make fun of on Chapo. I'm like, yeah. wait, what is it? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, so uh -huh. wait, so that you made fun of. It's like your parents almost where you're like, look, like I'm going to make fun of my parents, but political beliefs. But if I see somebody else doing it, I got to, yeah, you know, dude. step in. And I'm and I'm like, what is this? Like, so this whole thing where they're obfuscating his role and making him a blogger and, and doing this like, so do you do you I don't know your history as far as where you've written for as a you know an art critic or anything like that but like do you feel like you still have to fight for like maybe some credibility doing a sub stack like the independent model if that makes any sense you know like where i mean know. i'm sure there are, yeah i mean you have people like the anarchist dj or whatever who will be <laughs> like oh this guy's got an instagram for his sub stack but i'm like what the fuck do i care you know like yeah. i don't I'm in a role. Uh, I've kind of relished the antagonistic role. I don't mm -hmm. need everybody to like me. I know at the end of the day that I'm right. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the way I think is probably more interesting than these people. And I think like, I don't want to like spill too much, but I've had personal interactions with Glenn Greenwald and I'm pretty sure he feels the same way. He's very yeah. like, indefatigable and so is tracy by the way tracy literally just fucking lives to shit post yeah, like yeah, yeah i mean he's a real journalist but he really also is like that super smart like smarmy debate club kid yeah. who is just like an amazing poster and really has it like down to an art yeah yeah well, Tra well tracy's interesting because i remember like i remember being because being like first online with this stuff and being a being like a Bernie bro Chapo thing and, and everyone's dunking on Tracy. Right. And you're kind of like, you're like, ah, oh, yeah. You know, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're just like, oh yeah, this guy's, cause let's be honest. Like Tracy's pretty easy to make fun of in a lot of ways yeah, totally. like, from like a, from like a nerd jock standpoint. Like, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, the feet, uh, the feet, the Tulsi, the feet, the Maxine yeah, water, Maxine, like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then after a while, it's like, I'm, I was like, wait, these, these critics of him aren't, actually saying anything all they're doing is being like oh bad take bro like that thing you know and i'm like he's actually like he's saying the stuff that let's be honest like a lot of us are thinking that are at of that course. point at that point at least was like afraid to say it he, he's more akin to the conversations i hear at like random places in life like where yeah. i'll just be somewhere and i'll see just two kind of working class people talking that's more like the, the, they're talking about more of the michael tracy take than you would I don't know who some like woke journalist is. I don't read them, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Well, you know, like Tracy, like, so during the primary, I, okay. So I pretty much like, I had the feeling that something was going horribly wrong with the Bernie campaign, like kind of early, especially I, these feelings kind of coalesced for me at his, uh, my wife Michelle and I went to the rally he did in Long Island City. Oh yeah, and that was the one where AOC announced mm -hmm. her uh, her endorsement. She gets up and does her speech, and she's saying all this like fucking nonsense, like environmental racism, blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like looking around, being like, "How the fuck are they going to sell any of this shit to like your average?" voter and then meanwhile i kind of took a look around me and i had all these fucking dsa gaylords like uh <laughs> with like with like their braids and their dreadlocks like being like yeah like they were more there for aoc right. than bernie sanders and and michael tracy was like saying a lot of this shit about the left specifically like throughout <laughs> the primary like there's no centrality to the belief system like yeah are you guys like uh like the the case for bernie is like a way to organize the working class um along class lines get rid of the wokeness that kind of shit right yeah. but by the 
Tracy was pointing out, but that's not really it is. You have these uh, BLM people, you have the anti-imperialist types, like there's no kind of cohesiveness to what mm -hmm. these people want. And that doesn't bode well right. for long-term yeah. presidential campaigns. And I was like kind of trying to suppress what he was saying, even though I knew he was right. I was like, can he yeah. please stop being such a prick? Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> you know? yes. But he was like a thousand percent right. And, and after that kind of happened, I, I started taking it more seriously yeah. as a journalist. Yeah. Michael Tracy's whole persona is the Hannibal, Hannibal Burris gift from like the Eric Andre show where he's like, why are you <laughs> booing me? I'm right. Like that, that's, yeah, that's yeah, his, yeah. but, but like you said, he leans into it because he knows there comes a point where I tell certain people like we, you know, we're like, we kind of had on the, the COVID stuff is like our main focus with, with this. And like, there's a guy, Alex Berenson on, um, uh, he's been on Rogan and he's kind of, uh, speaking out on like the vaccine clinical trials and stuff like that. But he's kind of the same way where I think he knows he can't go back. Some some journalists kind of like toe that line where they're like, yeah, I'm going to kind of get into some edgy stuff here, but I, I still need to yep. not burn my bridge here. But at the end of the day, that bridge is probably already burned because yeah. you really yeah, it's, yeah, it's, gone, yeah. it's gone. So I like the way that Greenwald leans into it. I like the way Tracy leans into it. I like the way we were talking about Alex Berenson leans into it because these the, the libs and the left will never let you forget, get any forgiveness for what you did. So <laughs> it's it's. You got to just double down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and there's like, uh, I've definitely burned every bridge. But what <laughs> happened was like, I found an audience that is like a better audience. Like I yes. got a, like I got offered a book deal. Like, you know, we got a pretty big audience on the show and safety propaganda has got a shitload of fucking subscribers. And like, clearly there, you know, you can't, there's something about like this modern version of liberalism about like likability and just like trying to squ square yourself into a box that kind of just like hits every single cultural mood or whatever. Yes. And, but like the cultural mood is all liquid. Like we're in liquid modernity. Like there's no sort of centrality to like the structure of the system. So why the fuck would you try and like it's fake. Like everything's a fucking psyop. There's yeah. no point. Like I understand like financially people are probably still afraid to torch their livelihoods. But honestly, like aren't most fucking writers making like 28 K like 35 K here anyways, yeah. like yeah. you might as well. Like, I don't know. I I'm, I'm a, big believer in the idea that like courage is rewarded in the long term. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think if you're trying to be an artist or any kind of creative person, then making work from this kind of standpoint of either feigned moral vanity or um, conformism or cowardice is just going to, you know, your legacy is going to have to live and die by that. And I think 25 years from now, when we look back on this era, we will probably read history books like journalism became a fucking psyop, fucking tabloids bullshit. Yeah. And then these heroic uh, freaks in every aspect of the media went to Substack and fucked shit up. Yeah. That being said, I don't think, you know, I think Substack is probably vulnerable to oh, the yeah. same sort of like bourgeois state bullshit in the long run but for the time being it's it seems to be quite an excellent platform yeah i was gonna say so you know we it's tough to do any kind of true free journalism right like it's it's tough because even substack right what what yeah. i do see a lot of people trying to regulate substack right like they're trying to um i don't know if it's if there's any real mass movement behind it this is just twitter stuff that i see but do you see Substack giving into it or do you think Substack will ever just be like, no, nah, fuck it. We're just the, we're the bad guys, you know, like we're the, I don't know. Yeah. It is interesting to think that maybe like the company itself has sort of the same mentality as like the writers who have gravitated to the, to the platform. Like maybe they have this sort of like angsty outsider thing that they want to play up. That said, just knowing how uh, capital functions, Right now, it's financially beneficial to them to be yeah. 
in these controversies in these controversies as soon as uh, financial interests start being encroached upon, maybe it'll change. But I think what's going to happen is like there's going to be a vacuum for it now. Mm-hmm. So as soon as like if say Substack does like take down profiles, like all of a sudden Nick Land or Moldbug get kicked off, uh, something else is going to replace it. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like people like th- these people are getting like massive audiences yes. again. And there's obviously like a real kind of hunger for raw content and, I don't know. I mean, how can anyone even read the New York Times anymore? Oh, it's all yeah. such like Horrible. scandalous trash. I mean, Guardian is fucking satanic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every kind of like uber libtard like take sort of trickles downwards from Guardian where it'll be like, uh, what is it? Like other kins, like other yeah. kin, like what is that the word for people who think they're non-human or whatever? <laughs> oh, the tree, the tree guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard- yeah, tree, tree <laughs> yeah. self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I just say yeah. tree, tree self. But yeah, yeah, other kin. That works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Satanic. I, that was my first, like maybe not my first, but one of the big red flags with Chomsky, where he was like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the manufacturing consent guy, but you you got to read the New York Times, right? He's like, you got to read it for four hours a day to understand. And he he was like very serious about this. And he what kept fucking saying, psycho. Yeah, uh, he's like, you know, you, it's the best. You got to find out what's going on and like apply your filter and like. And then vote and, and like, then vote for the guy they say to vote for. You got to do yeah. that. It's just an exercise. Yeah. So I was just yeah. like, man, something <laughs> doesn't add up here. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, JFK wasn't shot by the government and it doesn't matter even if he was and uh, read the New York Times. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what is the fuck? Yeah, I was just like, what's going on? Weird, here? man. Yeah. You know, my brother had a meeting with Chomsky once. Mm-hmm. My brother, my brother's a city planner on Cape Cod and he oh, had wow. some like, uh, yeah, it's some like academic questions for Chomsky when he was still at MIT. Mm-hmm. And he went to his office and when was this probably like 10 years ago and then Chomsky black pilled him on Israel um yeah, because nice. yeah because like my brother at that point was still probably just like a shit lib you know like he hadn't thought much about politics but mm. and uh he went there and he's supposed to ask him questions about city planning <laughs> and Chomsky's like forget about that how do you feel about Israel my brother's <laughs> like I don't know I'm Jewish I guess I support it yeah and then yeah, Chomsky's yeah. like do you know that they're all authoritarian uh, dictatorship my brother was like what and then it was like yeah. showing them stats about palestinians but yeah. that being said fuck chomsky the guy's <laughs> role in the guy's role in politics is very obvious at this point it sucks I mean, he's, yeah he, he's just like a he's a towering figure of course you know and like respect for what he's he's like the J, he's like a jay-z of intellectuals or something you know he's like all that's right a good, yeah. that's a great comparison yeah he's yeah. like yeah 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 jay yeah he's a little soft like no yeah. one really kind of respects him anymore but you have to when he's in the room kind yeah. of thing yeah. he probably wears flip-flops you know yeah and, and, and if I you say I, heard, I didn't yeah. like that last jay-z album everyone's like what you don't like hip-hop <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like it's kind of the same way if you're like i don't know if i like chomsky saying vote biden they're like Oh, what? Like, you think fascism's on the way? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chomsky's an anarcho lib, though. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, he was really, really good at defining propaganda and like yeah. showing how it works, yes. but he was never really advocating for anything different to the system as it already exists. Mm-hmm. And I think um, a lot of people on the left have really kind of lionized him as this figure. Yeah, because he was quite courageous for a long time, and yeah. he still has a few courageous stances. He'll still like support a fucking Holocaust denier's right to speech. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that he does have balls in a lot of ways, but he's also just like a paranoid old man <laughs> who doesn't know how to look at what's right in front of him anymore. And as as he warned about in the book, then recuperated back into the same propaganda machine that he defined in manufacturing consent. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the same thing I see with, like you said, like, like all, you know, Chomsky will still defend a, like a Holocausters uh, right to speak, you know, or just anything. And uh, like, I saw the same kind of concept happening with Greenwald where 
Greenwald was like, yeah, the people at the Capitol should still have like due process. The people that stormed the Capitol like <laughs> should still have due process. People like what you think these fucking animals should yeah. have this. And, the, and like, again, when they're liberal saying this, I don't get that mad. But when I say people that I probably agreed with on a lot of things a year and a half yeah. ago, I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah. then I, in my head, I think, OK, there are things that happened in 2020 that nobody could have prepared for. You could have read a bunch of stuff. Right. You could have read all this stuff. But it, when that thing, when the crate, when the biggest threat I've ever seen to the working class hits us like a COVID lockdown, you know what I mean? Or when um, the fucking Biden election psyop happens right in front of your eyes. And we saw, talked about it when we had CRK on. If you can't diagnose this shit in real time, I, I have no interest. I don't want to hear yeah. about your your five episode Patreon series five years from now about how this happened. You know, yeah, what, yeah. when you supported it at the time, you know, I, it's, yeah, yeah I, I value people like that. Chomsky can't yeah. do it in real time. Like maybe he was back in the 60s, but I, I don't think. Well, that's honestly how I'm judging people now or analyzing. I'm sure you guys are the same, you know, where you're kind of like, okay, who among us is calling this shit out in real time? How long does it take for certain? Because, you know, it's not, it's okay for it to take time to figure stuff out and to grow. Mm -hmm. and, totally. And, but, you know, if you're like, it's like the fucking lockdown, you know, if you're, if we're like month 14 into this whole COVID thing and you're like, wait, how this benefit big tech? Like I'm a, I'm a leftist. How I don't get it. You know, like, and you're like, okay, and why is big tech bad? I don't get it. I'm a leftist. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. Like, it's like, on, you have nothing to offer me. Well, think least, about, you know, um, yeah. that CIA video. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah let's get Perfect into the transition. Video. Yeah. That's true podcaster so... right there. He's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit was so beautiful, man. I really think it was like the best artwork of the last like <laughs> yeah. three years because oh, it hilarious. just like everything that I've said for like years now mm -hmm. about intersectionality just comes to life in that video. And the easiest way to pinpoint, it's never been easier to pinpoint enemies because most people are people that we can consider uh, pals or comrades or whatever are the ones who are saying, told you this fucking libtard bullshit is yeah. just security state propaganda meant to sow dissent amongst the ranks of the working class, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm, and yeah. then the other people, uh, the leftists who are lost in the copium den are posting <laughs> cringe about like, they're like posting cringe about how... Um, oh, just because the CIA has recuperated this language doesn't mean they mean it. And I'm like, bitch, do you think they're like, I don't think a CIA video is going to be like, hey, uh, proletariat, arm yourself, kill your bosses. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they're, they're fine. Like the diversity angle is obviously just so useful to keep people confused and alienated. Yeah, I was so happy about that video, though. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> and what was I? I had another point that I was just going to say, oh, shit. Did you guys just watch the QAnon docu docuseries? No, my parents did. I've been I've been kind of scared to watch it. What is it on? Um, It's HBO. HBO. HBO? Okay. Well, you have my password to HBO Max. So you can... yeah, 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 we were watching it. Uh, We were watching it every week. My pal, Zach, the one who was on the yeah, yeah, Carl yeah. Hart episode mm -hmm. of SOS. He's <laughs> a total psyop freak. Um, yeah. But it was really fascinating to me. And just while we're on the subject of psyops, because it was like, it was not bad, the series, especially like the behind the scenes stuff on the 8chan guys. Like mm. these guys are fucking MK Ultra yes. out of their mind. <laughs> it's like, sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's Jesus. fucking psycho. But the documentary totally failed to contextualize TrueAnon or QAnon. Andrew oh, oh, okay yeah yeah i'm sure <laughs> uh, but it failed to contextualize QAnon as like an extreme version of a tendency towards conspiratorial thinking that has become almost like hegemonic in and of itself mm -hmm. like they're interviewing as their expert opinion uh this fucking fucking uh dickweed from the daily beast the daily beast <laughs> this guy's like talking a big game oh true on or sorry that's such a freudian slip and it's very freudian yeah, yeah. i like it though yeah <laughs> yeah uh QAnon <laughs> is like so bad you know they're all they're all psyop they don't know what to believe anymore and it's like dude yeah. how do you feel about russiagate i guarantee you still believe that that shit is real like <laughs> yeah so it's made from like 
we're always sort of seeing these things from the same perspective. So no one is really getting like an actual kind of cultural reading of what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to my thing that, that, you know, we all indulge in various conspiracies to various degrees. Some of us, some of us more than others. I think yeah. us on here are on the higher end of the spectrum, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I mean, the, definitely the, a spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the, the lives like on your, on your point on the daily, yeah. Daily caller. Right. Yeah. The fucking, they pick the lamest conspiracies. Like they always go like all in poker chips on the lame ones that aren't real. You know, Lev, Lev Parnas. Yeah. What about yeah. Lev Parnas, Donald? Yeah, they'll, like, ignore, <laughs> they'll ignore. They'll ignore like the, Lev Parnas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they'll ignore like the eighty percent of cool ones that have tin. You know, have like a lot of like the Jonesian ones. You know, that that have tins tinges of truth to them, and like yeah. some of the dumbest fucking ones that are spoon fed to them by the literal yes. CIA. You know, it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I need to watch that because I, I don't know. Cause, yeah. I'll talk with this, like with my brother because he's really into well, conspiracies, but he's like, this QAnon shit's bullshit. And I'm like, you know, it, it is in a lot of, you know, they do believe in like Trump's not the savior of like, of, you know, like abused children. That's, you know, that's that one well, fell flat. That's what know? I was going to say is like, <laughs> I actually have a hot take on QAnon, which is that it might be actually, a positive development Mm -hmm. in society and not that like like these motherfuckers are obviously off the deep end yeah but it's also an expression of like a mass uh realization amongst people that they are being lied to exactly every fucking day of their lives Mm -hmm. i i I have the the exact same feeling that it's that it's like they are you, you know they might be technically wrong, but for the right reasons and not even that technically wrong on the bigger picture stuff. You know, that's kind of how, right. When it like, yeah. you yeah. know, cause yeah. think about it, like, so, like a live, like Stephen Colbert will, will have to be like, these QAnon guys think that the people in power are abusing kids like crazy. Right. You know, he has to say that like on stage that's, and he's wrong. Of course, you know, they're right on that, you know, just for one isolated topic or, or incident. Yeah. But no, I agree. 100%. Yeah. How could you say that with a fucking straight face when we yeah. like Epstein just happened? Like, these yeah. people I are know, such, you know, like it's yeah. insane. Like their fucking cultural memory yeah. can't go like longer than two days back. Yeah. But I, was, I guarantee yeah. like a lot of people, in Truanon will obviously get to the point where it's just ceases like you know because there's a libidinal appeal they're all there and they're like oh fucking another q drop bro like it's sick Mm -hmm. it will get to the point where they'll be like all right none of this shit is making sense anymore yeah let's find something that actually has more explanatory power i get i guarantee i could fucking radicalize yeah uh some like q-pilled (laughs) psyoped like alienated weirdo to class struggle way easier than i could like with someone you know one of my neighbors in libtard queens over here yeah you should you should just drop a safety propaganda substack link in the q message boards (laughs) you should just be like hey guys i stumbled on this um as a little left guy i I guess i'd say maybe he's on the left i don't know but uh let's (laughs) Just give it an honest read. Yeah. No, I don't know the guy. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, yeah. let's get to the um, I want to I want to use our great Zoom technology to put the uh, um, CIA video on here just so the YouTube viewers and maybe even the uh, other listeners uh, can can listen on here. So this is from I love when the uh, OAN guys post them because like they get really, really fucking mad about that. But I even though they were probably like pro CIA under like other Republican administrations, but uh, it's very funny. Let's see here. Play it. I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to be Colored in my college application (laughs) essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow oh burned up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Soros sentiment, that's what I heard. More like Sor- yeah, Soros. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues Jesus. in English, while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. Oh my God. 
It's so good. It's really good. It's what my friend Barrett Abner calls transcendental cringe. I'm a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. A cis. I am intersectional. I'm a mentally ill cisgender. I am intersectional. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been It's great. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment John McCain. John McCain. Or slip through the cracks. John McCain. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. Minimum wage. Qualified and competent. Sorry, real fast. I prefer soldiers that don't get caught. That's all I'm saying. I struggle. Facts. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons, and I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, <laughs> I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a oh woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me. You know, everybody's That's rolling their fucking eyes around the office. Like, God, leave it to the CIA to, to just totally to fuck this up. They like, never yeah. It's too because transparent. Them, I stand here today, a proud first generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically soon, uh, me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth. Command your just space. The, uh, just the absolute fucking blood boiling blood you know just the a latina working for the cia it'd be really funny if they still handed her a mop, a mop in a bucket at the end of the skit like they just yeah. handed it they're like get to yeah. work yeah yeah Dude, that's like that's like a south park pretty soon she's gonna be offering her intersectional brain power to uh to to silence the patriarchal uh rage of like some labor uprising in guatemala mm, yeah, exactly. or something she'll exactly. be like let me get rid of these patriarchs and then have like yeah. some cia yeah. death squad yeah. eradicate exactly. them from the earth we got to protect coca-cola yeah. down here is what we have to do yeah <laughs> yeah and, yeah they have and, a good supply of lithium I yeah <laughs> yeah elon musk shit yeah the uh yeah. they should have had like charlotte climber come in and hug her just just yeah. like oh come here and, but it's uh, not yeah but the cia thing it's not these 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 leftoids don't understand it because it's it's they they're not just adopting this language. This is the real red pill black pill. They're not just adopting it unironically and that it that it's you know that it's used in a negative sense. They started this shit. They fucking spearheaded this whole thing for like seven decades. They've at least they've been doing this. You know who red pilled me on the um on the on the cia with all these like cultural social movements is jonathan latham the the biologist yes, we had yes. on yeah I and he oh we're, yeah. oh cool He's you listen fantastic yeah. yeah well he and he is the furthest thing from like a reactionary mra type he's like he's like he's like extremely left you know in a lot of ways and and so i would say more than what's being culturally offered today and in you know whatever in whatever sense i don't want to define him or anything you know but he's he's into it and but he's like, yeah, you know, like Gloria Steinem was like a CIA prop, right? And I'm like, oh, wait, what? Sure. I, I was yeah. like, what? The, I, I didn't know. I was like, I thought I knew some shit. And I was like, and I, for a while, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, this is a little weird. And and I looked yeah. into it and like, yeah, she's like uh, John Kaczynski from from The Office, like that vibe, you know, the whole like, yep. yeah, they they do good work. You know, what's the big Especially deal? Especially the libtard <laughs> feminists, like all of them were pretty much spooks. But I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Um, uh, he keeps coming up, but zach same guy right uh he's a noise musician but he's also written a lot he's ghost written a lot of critical theory for urbanomic mm -hmm. which publishes like nick land and resonator gasnani and stuff like that sure. i have to finish this book by may 31st and then i have a novel outlined but him and i are going to be collaborating on a book together you guys will fucking love this shit Let's it's going it. to be tracking all the famous avant-garde artists who had intelligence connections. Let's go. Because if like, you start, yeah, dude. Like Jim Morrison. Going, Jim Morrison. Let's go. I'm ready. And like, yep. ja you're talking like Jackson Pollock vibe too, kind of thing. Jackson right? Pollock, uh, like, had an actual contract with the CIA. <laughs> like, it was direct. Like, like uh, the CIA done a commercial believed, with him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the CIA believed abstract expressionism was a way that they could like 
um, they could use it as propaganda because it was yeah. they're trying to show like this could only come from the American freedom spirit opposed yeah. to this like rigid Soviet art that was happening at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even people like uh, a writer I love, like Philip K. Dick, there's yeah. this fantastic interview with him that uh, happened on a French TV channel. And mm -hmm. it first starts pretty innocuous and shit. And he's talking about how good the French have been to him. And like the French was first, uh, first people to take him seriously as an artist and not just a sci-fi writer. Yeah. But then the conversation goes to Cointelpro. Yeah. And he starts saying, oh, you know, all through the late 60s, I lived in paranoia and fear. And once 1972 happened and Cointelpro Act got abolish i felt that fear go away but in my mind i know all the rumors about him so i know the real reason that anxiety went away is mm. the fucking cia flipped philip k dick Damn. which makes sense when you look at his work because that's when he published like man in the high castle yeah. which is total propaganda for bourgeois democracy yeah. like so yeah. much Fuck. of the shit we love has been fucking psyoping our brains to the right wing our whole lives. Fucking Philip K. Lib. Yeah. 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 I reread uh Ubik because when you tweeted about it. Oh, I was like, amazing. I wanna... book. Yeah, that's such a crazy ass book, dude. Yeah. Dude, I gotta read that. It's one of the most surreal yeah, you... novels it's... ever written. It's one of the ones where you read it and you immediately want to reread it. You're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> just... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I haven't uh -huh. read it in a long time and it really kind of blew my mind how mm -hmm. good it is. Because you yeah. you kind of read him when you're a kid if you like sci-fi or whatever, but then you get older and you realize he's as good as anyone was in yeah. the 20th century well i got I, more into sci-fi stuff like later on me too yeah and yeah and so mm -hmm. i but yeah you can tell well it is weird he's one of those artists that has been all his works have been co-opted by like literally amazon and all these crazy corporations but it's yeah. still it still slaps you know that's the weird totally you know? Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of crazy yeah but with the uh with the, yeah. the cia thing it's funny because the left response i've been seeing like the like the irony left response i've been seeing is because there was like shit lib responses that were just basic like it was to a michael tracy tweet i don't even remember what like michael tracy tweeted but i think he was basically saying the argument okay michael tracy here says the argument will of course be made that the cia is only espousing woke I ideology as a cynical ploy not because the ideology serves to entrench the cia's power just like every other corporation and hegemonic cultural political institution all just one big coincidence <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and that just like set Twitter on fire today. And um, but the left response is always just like, oh, like it's oh, it's bad now because it's woke. It's like, dude, it's always bad. And you like it right. now. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're fine right. with it now. It worked on you. The CIA yeah, it was right. never right. The <laughs> CIA is never right. I never yeah. trust the CIA. And you, you could tell yeah. the CIA could tell me the sky is blue. It's fucking green in my eyes. Like, yeah, right. I, I, well, yeah, yeah, I'm just not yeah. going to trust them. So it's like tell on yourself because it worked on you that you love the commercial. Yeah. You're yeah. You love the commercial. You're fucking Latinx. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking about the the Tom Morello response. Yes, oh, and I'm gonna Tom put it up. Yeah, I'm gonna put it up dude. on the big screen. That well, I was talking about just regular leftists because they were just kind of doing some ironic detachment with it, where they were kind of saying like, "Oh yeah, wow, so bad." Just found out today the CIA is bad, and like you're like no you think yeah. it's good i'm reading through that shit because i used to do that shit too right like, uh, yeah they like, start lighting up the copium exactly yeah, exactly damn, yeah. and so uh the uh this is the tom morello response which kill your heroes everybody kill your yeah, fucking dude. heroes that's all i'm gonna say i used to i grew up a fucking rage against the machine stan and uh Tom Morello says, silly me, I thought the CIA was evil because of the 70 years of war crimes, assassinating heads of state, torture and crushing people's movements around the globe. And it turns out that the real problem was a woke pamphlet. And it's like, he's not right, wrong right about any head, of that, dude. any of right that stuff at the front. Head. He's not wrong about that, but he's fine with it now. Well, well the it, problem yeah. is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Steve. No, no, I, I think you have a better thought than I do at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's totally misreading what Tracy said. Tracy's not saying yeah. that the pamphlet is the worst thing they ever did. He's saying the pamphlet is the aesthetic shield, uh, the rhetorical signifier that they use to now legitimize the crimes and the corruption of the deep state. Like, 
And that's what they always do. These people refuse to understand that the politics, I mean, Tom Morello, he's always been a fucking a total retard, but <laughs> you know, uh, and, and I could get into like why anarchists seem to always just fall on the side of libs throughout do. Their, yeah. you know, as, do, yeah. as life goes on. But Tom yeah. Morello, you know, he doesn't want to reconcile with the fact that his politics are maybe not as radical or threatening mm. to the state. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's just basically what it is. Michael Tracy isn't saying that the commercial is like an evil act. He's just saying it's branding for the evil acts. And it was created by leftists who are now functionally indistinguishable from that which they oppose. Yeah. And he he puts Tom Morello's he, he thinks Tracy he's trying to put him in the the like the Republican bro box be like oh this guy just hates woke shit and it's like he's he's definitely more nuanced than that you know and totally yeah, yeah it's like but they're not so that's the thing yes. like they're not more nuanced than that so they to yeah. them and the people who follow tom morello uh and and like it's funny when you look at tom morello's mentions and like i, I don't know this is gonna be fucked up the way i say it but like i'll see like he'll be like donald trump babbling baby Dick, blah, 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 brain, like just how people tweet about Trump. He'll do, be doing dumb shit like that and have posted like a Jim Carrey, a shitty Jim Carrey painting of like Donald Trump. And then uh you'll see like in the mentions, everyone with all these wave emojis, like resist emojis, are like Tom the best, rage against machines, kill fascists. And then and yeah. then you'll see like a bunch of right wing accounts where when you click show more replies, it'll be like faggot, faggot, faggot. It's it's like well shit, and I'm reading that verbatim. Sorry. Like, I just, yeah. Yeah, it's, is, they always kind of win at the end because their shit's just funnier. Is Zach, exactly, is Zach like any it, better? Yeah. yeah. Is Zach any better these days? Or I know he's not like Zach De La Rocha. Yeah, but is he any better? I mean, Tom? Like, he's or, probably less cringe because he's in the yeah. media less, but they all kind of had reductive anarchist politics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and this is something I, I, one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. I think we, we talked about this on our last episode with Gay Stepdad because oh, a lot of people don't know that Ben and I have like a pretty sharp diversion mm -hmm. in our politics after like the first few agreements. Because I think a lot of the like the post left kind of like the people that got label uh, hit with this label or whatever. There's like um, one faction of it that is probably could be described as like left communist or ortho Marxist. And then the other half is like uh, almost like a paleo conservative social democracy kind yeah. of thing. And I've noticed this more and more as it goes on. Cause like you, you make these new friends based on this like shared critique of this thing. Yeah. But I've noticed with a lot of these, like uh, the paleo con, like, like the good old boys, I love their show They're and everything. Great. But a lot of their politics is predicated on this basically false notion that economic development can be meaningfully rewinded somehow, hmm. that you can kind of bring back this uh, older, more stable version of American democracy. Do you mean like a and, more of a blue collar centered kind of thing? Like, or like, yeah, like kind of like localism like, and, yeah. and, and, and why doesn't that doesn't, work? Why doesn't that work? Because after, because once the economy develops a certain way, think about certain developments, the feminization of the workforce, women joining the workforce, um, the concentration of capital in fewer pockets, mm -hmm. the hardening of the bourgeois state, you just, it, it, it's, there's just never been a time in meaningful, like meaningfully in history where you could organize and like rewind that back. You know, it always is kind of just, and a lot of people reject what I'm saying right now, but this is basically like my main disagreement with that and why I think that the main, like I am, I really, and I don't think like a revolution is going to happen in my lifetime or anything, mm -hmm. but that is still the thing that has to be like, I think the end point in a lot of ways. I don't think there could be at this point in our stage of capital development, a lot of redistributive policy won through sort of bourgeois electoral politics. Yeah. And I think it's, I, th I think in a lot of ways, it's very idealistic 
almost as idealistic as the shit the leftists say um, uh, to think that it could. Yeah, I, I largely agree with that. I think I think it's kind of a conflating. It's fine to have a, <clears throat> to dream of a past time and be like, oh, that'd be better versus saying like this is actually feasible to 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 put it this back in the Pandora's box kind of thing. Right. Yeah. We, we need yeah, things ex- to evolve. Yeah. I, I don't just, even I, know how I got on this point, really. No, but... if you were saying it was what you were trying to reference your podcast episode with gay stepdad and we were talking oh, about yeah, tom yeah. morello and oh and- right yes because we talked about anarchism yes all right. right so this is like you know at times of like historical political economic upheaval there's usually these sorts of new tendencies towards idealism you know if you just do this 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 and this thing yeah things will get better but it just doesn't really work like that. The problem with anarchists is their whole fucking thing is idealism and uh, and utopianism. Like anarchists don't really even acknowledge political economy. And if you read like how, like there's this great clip, like Bill Maher, total shit live and a piece of shit but sometimes very good at calling bullshit, you know? Yeah, totally. And he interviewed, uh, he interviewed Tom Morello a couple of years ago. <laughs> and Tom Morello is like, anarchism, we're going to build communes. We don't need a government. We don't need a state. We don't need centralized power. And then Bill Maher was just like, then why the fuck do you keep voting? Like if you believe like what and what Bill Maher is basically trying to say is like fuck you, you piece I see what yeah. you're doing. You're the yeah. same as yeah. me, but you wear like different fucking hats, you know? Yeah, yeah. You have the same politics as I do. Yeah. So so Tom Morello is an anarchist, an anarchist from the very beginning of Marxist theory have had diverge like major, major diversion points. Like the founding father of what we now call left anarchism is Bakunin. Mm-hmm. And he had really no theories about uh, the development of the working class, which had to, which is and has to be a byproduct of the development of capitalism itself. His whole thing was you just build a team of allies and uh, what did he call them? Not allies, but like, but basically it was like an ideological revolution won by people who are like, who like share your belief system. But with that, when you think it's just a matter of belief, then your politics become very chaotic and incoherent. So like, say what I know about revolution, for, for instance, is uh, like Marx even even says like in the manifesto, mm-hmm. commies should not be leftists. You know, they shouldn't be too far left, especially at times when the working class is disenfranchised and isn't organized. At times when the working class is radicalized and is organized, then the communists are like, whatever, they're supposed to come together with the other leftists and just like take up arms and start killing the state, start killing (laughs) the bourgeoisie. Yeah. But otherwise, you're supposed to be like, like I try to approach politics in a measured and a kind of balanced way, perceive what's right in front of me. But people like Tom Morello, they have this thing of like, like anarchists are always the ones like the weather underground in the sixties, they end up committing acts of terror, planning assassinations, or they're in such a perpetual state of emotional sort of disrepair that they get really freaked out by certain like political developments, a la Donald Trump, mm. and start going the other way and just slide right back into bourgeois politics. Yeah. So like, honestly, like this is why I fucking like all leftists now are basically anarchists or like Fabian anarchists. And the <laughs> Fabian, like, just Google Fabians or like link to it. That's mm. what DSA is. It's like. It's like they get it's like this very bourgeois form of like social control one through like 
minute progressive policy. But class struggle has to be, it has to be one, be like a natural kind of progression of history. Yeah. But it also has to be like a calm and rational uh, response to political right. changes and um, how to understand political economy in a way that is actually beneficial to the points in history where there is some sort of like radical energy. Yeah. yeah. But what happened, what happened with Tom Morello and I'm kind of rambling here. I, That's I right. apologize about that. Nah, come on. But like Tom Morello is an anarchist. He has no fucking way to understand what's happening in our politics because he doesn't have that like rooted understanding of political economy. Yeah. And he has just like really kind of embraced his soldier uh, embraced his role as like a foot soldier for the bourgeois state and American imperialism. And right. that's why he's so particularly cringe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, exactly. And he, and he was like, he was kind of like a, like a STEM kid growing up too. Wasn't he like, wasn't he like a, like a big, like Harvard guy, like kind of like he was a, yeah, he was like a Harvard sociologist kind of, kind of dude. And, yeah. and he, he's one of those guys that always reps that too, or people rep it for him. Be like, mm -hmm. Oh, you're criticizing Tom. Did you know that he's actually got like a PhD yeah. in his? And I, I was like, big red flag for me. Yeah, you know? I know. And then he's like, did you know nerds can play guitar? Yeah. And watch, I can do the levers. Where, 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 where? I can do all that, man. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I, love, I, I like, no joke. I loved all that shit. I couldn't see through it for the longest time. I just, I loved Rage Against the Machine. I grew Rage up. Is, Rage is dope. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I, I mean, still like him. I fucking yeah. love Rage Against the Machine. Like, yeah. so it's just and like, I got respect for him as a guitarist too. And he's, he's cool. He's like, He's like an anti gearhead. He just plays whatever the fuck shitty guitar, which I think is, you know, cool, you know, a lot of, a lot of times. And yeah, just likes to, yeah, go for the feeling kind of thing. He's not like yeah, the fucking edge. He's not like the edge and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my friend who's in a noise band, Tom Morello came to one of his shows in like 2008 and was Whoa. standing in the audience. And, um, he Tom Morello just hated everything that he was hearing so so much I guess like he was standing in the audience like this the whole time mm -hmm. yeah and like two of the band like a lot of noise bands use like super fascist aesthetics you know right and so right. he was just like enraged and about like he was like what the fuck they're not even raging against the machine or whatever but yeah um no, like I liked Ridge when I was a kid. I almost saw them with Wu Tang Clan. Oh fuck! In yeah. 1997. Damn. But the show got canceled. I was like 10 years old, and my dad was gonna take me. Yeah. Um, Base dad, nice. Yeah, no, he was. My dad took me to a lot of shows when I was a kid. But I, I got like into like a uh, metal like black metal and noise and stuff pretty early, but I still pop on rage once in a while when I'm working out, they're good at like slogan eerie kind of, yeah. cause they kind of sound like public enemy, but they're just yes. like playing with instruments. So the, the deep state heard that conversation, then talked to zoom headquarters. I'm in Silicon Valley. I thought it was an easy clip. Um, I got to be more secure, maybe operate from a VPN. That's why our zoom meeting just collapsed there. Can't believe it. Um, yeah, man. They're trying to recruit me. That's why. It's what it is. They, like I would be such an effective intelligence asset. Like because like I feel like the best intelligence assets are the ones who can identify I like intelligence assets very right. well. Oh, like, yeah. Fero yeah. like like William S. Burroughs. So mm -hmm. if the CIA is listening, I am yeah. very amenable to taking the psyop route towards success. I must yeah. say. You heard but how much? How much? How much would it cost for you? Seriously. I've always wondered to that be a, to be an intelligence asset. Yeah. To do run a side, basically be a, a huge aid in a psyop. What would it cost? Yeah, I'm like so conflicted about this because it's like not even about the money so much as it just be like fascinating to see how it works from the mm. inside, you know? Yeah. Hunter but, S. Thompson kind of. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go, if they yeah. can secure my name in history books as a legend. <laughs> and I might be amenable to it. Like I because wow, all these guys that we're talking about, Philip K. Dick, William S. Burroughs, yes, there's whispered rumors about their connections to the CIA, but that's not the main thing they're remembered for. They're remembered as being great artists. So if I could like have like a hundred years from now, people remember like, oh, Adam Lehrer, that guy was a fucking genius. 
Did you hear he might be an intelligence asset? I could live with that. You know, I'll be worth That's it. Right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And for me, it's a strict money amount. Uh, has nothing like like you, know, you could smear me like i'm trying to find that money amount where it's like like they're like yeah and this guy the worst yeah you know yeah. <laughs> and then i like, think i tweeted like a couple weeks ago like oh my god i feel so psyoped right now like i'm worried that my own show's a psyop like <laughs> especially like like because every like i don't know i feel like we're at this point like just this super liquid digital landscape like everything yeah. is fake and that's why like i I like people to remember, like, um, I'm not saying like, like Twitter sphere, it's not unimportant. Like it's where ideology is produced mm -hmm. and sort of influenced and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to remember to have a real fucking life too. Like, because we're all like, we're all terminally online at a certain point, but there is like yeah. terminally, terminally online. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. we could like, point to some people who suffer from that syndrome because at the end of the day like that's why i don't care that people talk shit about me so much it's like i have a nice life you know i got a okay. nice wife a dog like the fuck do i care you know yeah. but if you're like totally jacked into the internet becoming a psyop living the psyop then you're then like material reality itself starts to just bury itself into your fucking screen along with everything else yeah i hear that definitely and uh so yeah just i mean if you want to just get some plugs in before we uh wrap up um it's a really good uh conversation um I i'll just plug it listen to the last specifically if you're going to listen to one episode of system and system listen to the one with gay stepdad if you like this show you know gay stepdad so it's a good intro anyways and uh yeah yeah and plus we kind of um what's good about that is we started to kind of address like the ideological conflict within the post left itself because i think it's something that uh has probably been there since the beginning sure. of this thing got hit with but has mm. mostly been left un undiscussed so yeah. i think that's kind of helpful yeah definitely so um Safety propaganda Substack, right? Got that going. Um, you're working on some some other stuff. Yeah, I know you got you got some other stuff going on. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, you're welcome on the show anytime, man. Uh, any anytime you got some hot takes, just you know, yeah. we're a, we're a, we're a Zoom call away. Yeah, absolutely, guys. This was a lot of fun as always, mm -hmm. and uh, let's stay in touch. Absolutely, yeah. right on, Adam. I appreciate you. We're at Rare Candy Pod One. Um, what's your Twitter, by the way? What are you, where are you operating from, Adam? Uh, just at safety propaganda one one my okay, regular gotcha. my regular twitter got axed. nuked nuked yeah, yeah. Nice. i i think i texted but i was i you were one of those accounts that i only bookmark tweets when i'm like oh i want to check out that movie later or that album or whatever and like i feel like 60 percent of them were just your your old tweets and now oh, yeah. i can't now they're gone you know i'm like <laughs> like fuck there's so those gold mines in there yeah so keep tweeting that stuff recommendations from the new safety account. propaganda um, yeah i will yeah, uh, so I'm at Glenn Rockney. He's at Crypto Psy. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been listening. Subscribe on YouTube. YouTube's still the best way to watch it. I know not everybody could do that, but uh, the audio will suffice as well. And uh, this is Rare Candy. Right on, Adam. All right, All right guys. later, guys. All right, Peace. have a good night.